Welcome. Thank you, Billy, for having me. <laughs> Thank you, Joanne. And welcome to the crowded hour, my experiment in friendship. <laughs> I've just got a little thing to read here. I'm I'm your host, Billy Baker, and the name of this show comes from a stanza in an old poem that reads, Sound, sound the clarion, fill the fife. Which is what, a gun? Is that what that is? It sounds like I don't know. Throughout the sensual world proclaim, one crowded hour of glorious life is worth an age without a name. And I believe the most reliable way to achieve those crowded hours of glorious life is to spend an hour acting up with a friend. We all have our own show and life is better when we invite someone on to our own show. So today I've invited the mischievous Joanne McCauldy to join me. So let's act up. Are you ready? I am always ready, Billy. All right. Well, welcome, Joanne. And welcome. You are going to, this is episode two, but it will be the latest evolution of the show where we are going to do the five fives. I'm ready. Where you'll answer five questions. We'll hear your five favorites, your five ingredients of a perfect day. Hmm. Your top five list. Did you bring a top five I list? I have it okay. in my head. Lived. <laughs> yes. And we'll conclude with a uh, HLGCBS. I'll explain that when we get to it. Now, before I start asking Joanne questions, let me answer the question she asked me yesterday, which is why I, I picked her for the <laughs> show. I thought she'd be good. So there are many reasons why you're my kind of person. And I know that's because I will always get a little spark when I see you. It's like Joanne's here. This will be fun. Why? (laughs) I think you're honest with your emotions. You're not someone who's running sort of a boring self-censorship all the time. You're always up to something. (laughs) And you're not a snob to fight, despite the fact that you've had many successes in your life. Though I will say this, you're, you're a bit of a snob about uh, being a mountain biking, Hardo. I am a snob. And uh, you, you come from uh, humble roots, and now we are sitting in your oceanfront house with its own fucking beach. Uh, so <laughs> good for you. Good to have you, Billy. And you, and, you, and you do it all, despite lacking one of the true human superpowers, which is you don't sweat. I don't. And that's where our relationship began. I I know you from the gym and I knew you a little. And then at some point someone's like, yeah, Joanne doesn't sweat. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) it was like like great reason to have me on the podcast. I mean, but uh, like, well, I I feel like that's where I went from kind of knowing you to be an up in your grill. Cause I was like, bullshit, I'm going to prove this is wrong. And I may have awkwardly like touched your shoulder during workouts to try. (laughs) They all touch me. But I will say, uh, you know, call Ripley's. This woman does not sweat, (laughs) but I'm going to try and make you sweat today. So, uh, Let's get going with a new segment on the show. Are you ready? I am. Okay. The new segment is uh, five favorites. Okay. Oh, okay. So in front of me, I have a red plastic box filled with blue index cards and white index cards. That's new this week. So I'm going to go to the white index cards. I'm going to shuffle them up. All right. right. Such Uh, suspense. I know. And uh, then I'm going to ask you to list your favorites. Okay. All right. Let's see. Uh, yeah, I didn't really shuffle these super well, but okay. All right. It's Let's hard see. being on the spot like this. this That's the just, fun of it. I, I think I'm Well, sweating. I want to get to know you. Right. I mean, the listeners, whoever they may be. Uh, I know. All right. You ready? I am. Your favorite food? French fries. Oh, okay. I like Who that. Who doesn't like French fries? I don't know. I don't know that that's, there's if an answer If you don't like that. French fries, you just need, just need to. Do you feel guilty about French fries? You know, it's funny you say this. That's <laughs> just a funny I mean, you could say who doesn't fries. love them, but also like um, who doesn't feel guilty when they're like. Uh, I do oftentimes feel guilty. And I was pressed with the problem of ordering sweet potato fries versus regular fries just the other day. And, um, and somebody I was with said, you know, you should really go for the sweet potato fries. And I looked at the waitress and I said, I'll go regular. And it was like a moment of clarity. Really? That, like, yeah, that regular fries are just, that's where it's at. It kind of is. The, the yeah. worst is when it's like, uh, do you want a salad or right. fries? And you just go, oh, fries. Yeah. The fries. Yeah, but, I uh, do. All right. Your favorite food. Okay. Here's a tough one. Mm. Your favorite ex. My favorite ex. Oh, shit, Billy. 
Oh, I would have to say my ex, Brett, because he was just so sweet. And he's going to listen to this and he's like, oh, my God, yes, this is awesome. But Uh he is really, and he's still so sweet. He's so sweet. Um, But, yeah, he was just such a good guy. And I kind of shit all over him. (laughs) Brett, really? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And I, I was not nice. It's funny. My, I dated this girl in college for four years, yeah. and she had dated a boy named Brett in high school. Yeah. And kind of talked a lot about Brett while we were yeah. dating, and then Brett's married nice. Brett. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. Another and Brett. I, yeah. Okay. And no, no the, she went back oh, to the, the same Brett, Brett, and it oh. was like, oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, who's your favorite actor or actress? Um. Oh, gosh. Who is my, I would say, um, Will Farrell. I, I, okay. I, but we're back to the Will Farrell. I know you did this on episode one, but he just is brilliant. He really is. He makes me really laugh. Okay. Uh, and I should say there's like 30 potentials here. I shuffled them okay. up together five. Okay. So, uh, so they will, um, pop up randomly. Okay. I don't know how to phrase this, but favorite social media site, page, feed, your favorite follow. Maybe that's what it should my say. My favorite follow. Um, that would be Charlie Mackesy. Do you know Charlie Mackesy? No, no. Um, so he did the book, The Fox, The Mole, the, I don't know. Um, I think I know I have what you it mean. behind you, actually. Okay. And uh, he's an amazing illustrator, but his work is just so profound when he ties his words into his illustrations. So I would say Charlie Mackesy. All right. Yeah. And uh, finally, your favorite place. My favorite place is home. Okay. It is. I'm a homebody. I am um, too, I know, you know? Yeah. I, I, you probably wouldn't get that from me, but I'm a homebody. I love home. That's good. I a like a friend home. of mine just went to Portugal, and I was yeah. like, how's Portugal? And all she was like, it, it just it's talking about fine. like the aggravation and how much <laughs> you just want to be home and how much work is yeah. involved in, in, in all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So anyway, well, that was uh, the five favorites. Now, okay. um, Let's get to your top five list. All right. Okay. So the rules of this were that yes. you uh, could be anything. You just couldn't tell me what it is. So okay. I am hearing this now for the first time. Yep. Okay. Well, the only thing I know is at some point you said, can we talk about sex? Oh, <laughs> I just want to make sure. I just want to know like what my boundaries You can talk are. about whatever you want. Okay. Um, you know, I say we go like five favorite pickup lines. Um, oh my God. No, I love this. I'm not, that's not what I want to Oh, come on. <laughs> All right. Okay. I, I only, we may I, get to I, those I at the end. Uh, yeah. I originally thought that because Karen and I just went away and, and there was a brilliant one that passed in front of us. So I was like, oh, what was it? Um, so we were sitting at a bar at um, this, a smokehouse and <laughs> some guy came up to me and asked for my number and said, do you have industrial trash? <laughs> and I was like, um, okay. Uh, I don't. Um, and he's like, well, if you did have industrial trash, I could remove it for you. And he proceeded to give me his card, which said bag it. <laughs> so, Interesting. Yes. Yeah. So, um, Kara was confused it. why I held on to the card for a few you minutes. You might need to bag it. Right? And, um, yeah, it was, I, I, you know, there was some thoughts going on. That's interesting. Yeah, it was. Wait, is that the name of the business is Baggett? Um, no, I think his tagline was Baggett. Baggett. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, but no, um, my top five are near-death experiences. <gasps> I've had a lot of them. And That's like out awesome. Out-of-body, okay. like near-death, like out-of-body experiences. All right. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear them. All right, I'm going to start with um, probably one of the most well-known, I think, to people. And then I'll get to the most weird is number five that nobody knows. Well, one person knows about. So you'll have to wait till the end for that. Okay. So the first one was my Greek tragedy. I think you heard this story. I don't think so. So, oh, God. All right. <laughs> well, wait, we tragedy. don't have, okay. we don't have a lot of time for this one, but I'll go into kind of the outer body uh, experience of it. So many of you know that in 2000, I was involved in the worst Greek tragedy in over a century that happened in Greece, Uh, was on a a ship hopping the Greek islands, and the ship crashed in uh, a storm. It was like 20 mile an hour or 40 mile an hour winds, 20 foot seas. 
the ship crashed, sunk in 20 minutes, and about 600 people ended up kind of like fending for themselves. And so the captain Why? and crew... I didn't know any of this. Yeah. So the captain and the crew left the boat, uh, left everybody to die in the middle of the Asian Sea, and 600 people were having to fend for themselves. And so... Um, were you in lifeboats or... So that's a whole nother... Yeah. We don't... Okay. Uh, you know, but... Uh, we, we were actually on Dateline in 48 hours and like that, you know, the I show Cheating Death, like if you turn on like okay. Discovery Channel and you see Cheating Death. So wait, hold on. I need a little bit more. Yeah. So you're on the boat and it, does it hit something? On the boat and it hits a, uh, I don't know, 10 story rock with a beacon. Okay. Um, and it ripped open like a train went through and it ripped open the entire side of the boat and instantly the boat listed and water rushed into the boat, and then, then everybody just like either panicked or like sat in their seats and waited for announcements, which never came because the captain and crew were gone. Really? A second, yeah, they went. Which on, is illegal, right? Which is illegal. They did get arrested, and then okay. the captain ended up killing himself. Oh um, my god! So yeah, because it was just like a huge. And who are you to-do. with? Um, so at the time I was with my boyfriend, uh, which was Brett? Roger. Brett, was <laughs> no. Oh, you're yes. Brett. You're now husband. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's called yes, Brett. Yeah. Um, I must say, uh, the funny part is, is I bought new shoes. They were Skechers and they were in my bag and the, the boat literally was listed and the water was pouring in and I went back in the boat to get my shoes. Skechers? I did. Okay. At the time, I mean, year 2000, like Skechers had like probably just come out. I don't know. They were great shoes. But I remember thinking, fuck, am I going to leave these shoes? Not so the Skechers. I, yeah. Not the fucking Skechers. You know, Skechers used to be LA gear. Oh, yeah. Maybe I did. Do you remember those? Oh, I they do different remember color LA gear. Like oh, my the, gosh. Yeah. My sister-in-law us, works for Skechers in oh, LA. Oh, how funny. Uh, but okay, so you're with Roger. Yep. The boat is listing. The boat is listing. You're getting your sneakers. Getting Roger's my, yelling, leave the sneakers, leave Joanne. Leave the fucking sneakers. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. And then what happened? Yeah. So do you go in the so, water? So went... Um, the outside tried to get in a life raft, but the life rafts were seized um, because they were old. Oh, okay. And so we jumped into a life raft, but they wouldn't deploy. Okay. So basically, the, it was like the Titanic. The boat was literally listing to one side. Um, Did you, you know, have a life jacket on? Uh, so we had life jackets that were filled. We found life jackets, but they were filled with cork. They were really old. Okay. And so they were not functioning. So... I knew not. This is five on your list? So where, where? this is five on my <laughs> list. Okay, all because right. Because I thought you knew about it. So. I didn't know this one. So, all right. Yeah. So you're in the water. There's 600 people so, fending for their lives. How- so the life raft gets stuck. I'm going to give you the shortened version. The life yeah. raft gets stuck off the side of the boat. They try to cut the ropes, but then the fall is too far to get into the water. But by the time the boat, like, sunk, we were, like, 10 feet from the water and hit the water. But then the boat our life raft sucked into the side of the sinking ferry. It created a suction. And so the boat was literally like on top of us, falling on top of us, sinking. And people had perished in our life raft. And so we used all the oars to um, try to push the, break the suction. And so when we did... Um, it, we floated away, but then we had no oars. So we were in, you know, these huge seas with no oars, just kind of floating out there. And there oh were probably God. like 600 people in the water, people being thrown off the boat and throwing their children off the boat. So it was like, Oh my God. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a crazy story. And but how did you survive? So hours later, this was 10 o'clock at night when we hit. Oh my God. And so probably at like one in the morning, um, uh, the port authority actually saw what had happened um, from land, set off a flare, but then he had a heart attack and died. Are you making this I up? I swear to God, you can look up sinking of the Express Semina and you'll you'll see the story. But he had a heart attack and died. The Coast Guard is no longer available in September, so nobody knew what had happened. So fishermen saw this flare and went out in the water and started just fishermen just started rescuing people. So okay. it took a really long time that, you know, we, you know, it was, it was a whole and, scenario to get into a fishing boat. And many people ended up dying? Many people. When we got in, it was probably out of 600 people. The survivor list was only about 106 people on the oh survivor list. Goodness. But um, we think they only claimed, I think, over 100 deaths. But I think they tried to hide some of that because of like... <sighs> Greek tourism. So anyway, um, 
we did like get on a, a fishing boat and we were trying to bring bodies on the fishing boat and we were doing CPR in the storm on a fishing boat. Uh, and so it was just like this whole fiasco. Holy but, crap. Yeah, so that was my... <laughs> You're like, and that's why my favorite place is home. And that's why my favorite place is home. That's right. Holy and so, yeah, cow. Yeah, and just during COVID, we actually told the kids and we're like, oh, by the way, um, here's Dateline and here's mom and dad on Dateline. And you can kind of see what happened. And so you and you and Roger were just dating then. We what did this dating. do for I mean, your he relationship? He should have. Oh gosh, Dateline. I think it was forty-eight hours. Or Dateline wanted to make this this huge romantic story. And I'm okay, like, there was no romance in this. It no, was I like, don't mean. It was yeah. just no. Yeah, it was just there was nothing romantic about this okay. situation. Um, but yeah, it was it was uh, yeah it was quite the oh so my out of body experiences as I'm in the life raft floating like in the Asian sea with these huge waves and these huge winds, I look up at the sky and I'm like, fuck, it's beautiful out. Huh. And my whole mind goes into, and there's cell phones ringing all over. There's people screaming in the water. And I'm literally looking like at myself in the boat from above. And I'm <sighs> thinking, this is fucking beautiful. Look at the fucking sky. Like these stars are amazing. <laughs> and so... Literally, I thought that was like that was like a total outer body where your your body just like is like, nope, I can't deal with this. I'm gonna go in this beautiful place. Wow. And I was, I was in this awesome place. It was very cathartic. Holy cow. Yeah. Okay. Number one. <laughs> you, All right. You never know what you're gonna get out I of the Honestly, belly. when <laughs> when I proposed the idea of a top five list, I thought you know, I didn't know, but it was like 80s movies or something. <laughs> Kara came last week with like Brilliant. crazy thing, you yes. know, sc yeah. scary things about, about Mormonism. Mormon. Yep. Super interesting. Oh, and super. now you're blowing my mind. And we're at the first of five of body, body experiences. We're at okay. The first. Yeah. I'll tell you, number five is the best. So you got to okay. hang on. All right. So, yeah. what, well, all right. <laughs> well, the the, or the weirdest. I shouldn't say it's the best. All right. Number two, two. is going to be uh, driving home. I lived in Iowa. Uh, don't ask me why. Okay. Driving home, and um, uh, so we had CB radios uh, driving, and um, Rod was in the car in front, I was in the car in back, and a uh, wheel came off of a huge Mack truck, and it was literally coming towards my car, and somebody screamed out on the CB radio, watch out! And instantly, I swerved out of the way, and the wheel, like, passed me, and so we got to the next rest stop, and I was like, holy fuck, like, you just saved my life. Like, wow. I cannot believe you saw that and you like literally saved my life. And he's like, what are you fucking talking about? And I'm like, Oh, stop. Yeah. He's like, he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you told me to watch out, like get out of the way. And he's like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> so somebody told me on that CB radio to get out of the way. I am, and I don't right. know who that is. I'm like, I've got <laughs> goosebumps and this That's is number uh, two. Oh my god i'm so into this stuff lately yeah. i just read uh there's some woman who's a hospice nurse and uh -huh. she's apparently got a popular tiktok and just yes. wrote a book and i read an interview with her in the new york times and she was talking about like things you learn as a right. hospice nurse and, and yeah one of them was like as as they're getting near the end correct they're all talking to their relatives like oh, yeah and we didn't change your medication we didn't like they are yeah. being visited by people from the other side oh like, right oh i believe that it, i do i had a home care agency so i did hospice care and and people really come to life right before they go it's amazing they, they become lucid. It's just, it's amazing. Yeah. My grandmother just passed away. Uh, she, she didn't eat for like 70 days. Yes. She, she took it on herself. Oh, she gosh. was kind of like, she was going in and out of intensive yeah. care. She yeah. was 95 and she's like, I'm not, I'm just gonna, I'm ready. Yeah. And the yeah. only way I'm allowed to do this is to just stop eating. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, at the end, she'd, she'd drift off and come back and be like, oh, yeah, no, I, I saw so-and-so and so-and-so, and, -so and they're ready. And, I, and you know, like, she, she honestly, she kept coming back because she kept saying, like, she was forgetting something yeah. here, kind of like, I, yeah. but it's like, I, I hope it's all true. I hope it's uh, true. It I hope it, it uh, is. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let's continue on your out-of-body right. experience. All right. Number three is cross-country trip. Um, went cross country 
mountain biking and kayaking and lived in an RV for about six months. Okay. And so I was driving up to the very top, I think it was Oregon, and um, it was this huge mountain. You had to like do this huge pass going up and it was very turny, very twisty and got to the top. And I was like, oh, let me just go. Like, I just want to get to the other side. It was just a huge ride up. And then the other side was like really exposed on either side. And you had to, it was a very twisty, turny kind of way down. And so got to the very top and I was like, oh, all right. Um, Might as well get out and see the view, just take a breath. And so did that, got back in the RV and went to go start the RV and the brakes were gone. The brake like literally like hit the floor at the very top. And so. Oh my gosh. So if you hadn't gotten out, that car would have just continued. Right off the cliff. Yeah. An RV with a, yeah. Yep. So okay. with some mountain bikes on the back and like everything else. So yeah, yeah. I was kind of glad to see that view. Um, yeah. That's a great way to put that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was really a good. A life-saving view. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. those things like that, those stories of like one second, one way or the other, yeah. you know, and your it life was. would have ended. I did this story years ago. I wrote an article about there was this one day during the ice fishing derby on Lake Winnipesaukee where three different snowmobilers died going through the ice. It was really thin. Two different incidents, including like one was like a father and son. One was a group of three guys. And I sat there for two weeks working on the story with a map of Lake Winnipesaukee in front of me with like these different paths that different people had taken that day. And it was just like, that was the entire story. Like if they had just gone a different way. Yeah, like four feet this way, the ice would have been solid. And it, it was so haunting to really just yeah. see like lines on, on a yeah. frozen lake, right? Yeah. Like where you can go anywhere. And some just made this awful, unlucky choice and others didn't. Yeah. You know? And and some are alive and some aren't. So, uh, all right. Uh, all right. All worked out. Okay. <laughs> okay. So... <laughs> So now we got, so there's six of them. So now I got to choose number four. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Number four would be, I'm choosing between a mountain biking story where I almost fell off of a cliff or um, I'm going to go elevator. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my God. And only because like, the, I think this happens to a lot of people. You get in an elevator and you're like, is this thing going to fucking like hit the bottom? Yeah. You right? have to think you that, have right? You Who doesn't yeah. think that? But... Um, went up, I think it was either Boston or New York city, you know, like top of the hub right. where you go to like the very top or whatever. Sure. So I went to the very top, um, had dinner, you know, coming back down and there was a shit ton of people in the elevator and buttons all pressed, like 11th floor, seventh floor. So I'm like, okay, it's going to take us a while to get down from okay. like floor 50. And it never stopped. The elevator went from the very top to the very bottom without stopping at any of the floors. And I mean, when I say velocity, we were like feet off the ground, holding the bar of the elevator. It was going so fast. <laughs> Didn't know if like what was going to happen at zero. Okay. So How we, many people were in this elevator? I would say there was probably like 20 people in the elevator, oh my God. but everybody was lifted off of their feet. And screaming. And, and everybody was like, what the going yeah. on like you know especially like when it's did not stop at the floors that it was supposed to stop at and so we got to the bottom and uh right as it hit the bottom it like slowly approached the zero really? floor and the door is beautifully opened and like people standing there to get in it was like we had an orgy in the, in the oh we were all God. sweating and uh grabbing onto the side and hugging each other and it was just like it was like we yeah, we did something in that elevator <laughs> together that we did not do. But I, I've heard yeah. someone recently say, don't ever Google elevator accidents, right? <laughs> You'll never get, get in. I remember yeah. learning when I was a kid that the man that invented the elevator, yeah. Otis, I think, right? Okay. Otis, uh, to demonstrate it, brought it to a World's Fair and raised it up. And of course, people were like, I'm not getting in that thing. And then he cut the rope and there was mechanisms to hold it, to arrest it, its fall. Okay. I thought that was like a done deal. Right. <laughs> like I thought like if anything, we've sim- okay. we've improved on Otis's technology and it will never free fall. Well, but I did not were, know about Otis. I think, I think it's I, Otis. Right. I don't know. Right. So, All right. So yeah. don't get on a boat. Don't get in an elevator. Don't, don't drive an RV. RV. Don't 
drive, period, uh, unless you have a CB radio right. connected to the, the other Correct. side. Correct. And okay. And number. Okay. The, number five. <laughs> I don't know if I want to tell you this. This is like the greatest idea I've ever had. I'm just going to just oh, uh, find out so many things about oh. my friends. All right. So number five, I've kept this secret for 20 years. Okay. So <laughs> this is more out of body. Uh, versus like near death, I would say. So I was sleep. I was home from college in my bed in Long Island, and I woke up in the night, and there. <laughs> I'm so nervous right now. You're laughing. Okay. Okay. Um, there was an. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there was an alien. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. I'm not. I'm, it's so I'm, true. I'm here for it. It's yeah. so true. Okay. There was an alien <laughs> at the foot of my bed, and um, and I was like paralyzed in my sleep, so I couldn't like move, and so my I felt this enormous electric shock go entirely through my body. I remember it. I was not scared at all. Okay. I was staring at this man at the foot of my bed. Literally and, and, not scared. What did this person look like? I knew you were going to ask that. Okay. Um, I would say he looked like a like a dark Superman, like just like all slender and um. Oh my god, <laughs> like, like a handsome not, alien. No, there was no uh, face to him. Oh, like, I, okay. I mean, I mean, I would love that. Can you imagine? <laughs> what a dream. Oh man. Um, okay. Yeah, and so I was electrocuted, I think, from, like, my head to my feet. I, w I couldn't move, and I was looking at myself, like, you know, from above. I think I must have been in shock again. And, um, yeah, I think, like, they implanted a chip in my brain or something. I, something's happened, you know, or they were like, we don't need her. You know, we really don't want her. Um, but, yeah, I just remember, like, not being afraid at all. And even, like, the morning I woke up and I was like, oh, okay, that was kind of weird. Like, alien visited me last night. Everything was fine. And, and just you... no, yeah, just no, like, so, freakiness uh, about time. it at all. So, like, how long did this go on for? I think it was only a few minutes. I okay. think it was only a few minutes. But, like, and I'm sure, like, people are going to come to me and be like, oh, my God, that fucking happened to me. But I just never said anything because people would think I'm nuts. I'll tell you, it it has not happened to me, but what? I believe I I'm curious about it. Do you think there's a chip in my brain? I, I there mean, might be. It it is it is so. It would be so vain of us to think we're the only people on this in Agreed. this endless universe. Agreed. It would be so vain. Yes. Like to just think we were we are the only ones that got this lucky. Right. And I I mean I I, mean, I to love visit these me stories. In my bedroom? I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool to say that I have had an alien encounter in my life. And so you were saying you've kept this secret for 20 years. Why? Uh, why? why? Because people are going to think I'm crazy. Like, it's just a weird... I think uninteresting people will think you're crazy. Yeah. You know, I think the yeah. curious, interesting people... I mean, the smartest people I know are the ones who <laughs> know they don't know everything, yeah. right? And yeah. I mean, I've spent... I, I went to Loch Ness once. Oh, gosh. To do, oh, I've been in Loch Ness. Okay. Eerie. Super eerie. But Super eerie. I went, a friend of mine was like, oh, you should do a profile. This guy, Bob Rines, he lives in the, he lived in the Harbor Towers in downtown Boston. Those are the big towers right next to the aquarium. Okay. And he's the world's leading expert on the Loch Ness Monster. And I was like, what You're are you talking kidding. about? He's like some Boston guy. I go interview him. He's older. And he has the most incredible story. He was an MIT professor. He basically invented much of like modern radar. He he started Franklin Pierce Law School, the most accomplished human I've ever You're met. Kidding. And he starts telling me a story where he's like 60. He's late in his life, goes on vacation to Loch Ness and sees the fucking Loch Ness he monster. Didn't. And he's like, what do you do if you're me, right? Like, what do you do? I'm a scientist. I'm an intellectual. I'm a professor. Do I say I saw the damn Loch Ness Did monster? Did you say it? Yeah. And so he's a scientist. He immediately went over there to try and prove what he'd seen. He, so he, he's like a sonar pioneer. Right. They take sonar over there. 
drop it off the boat, they immediately start picking up two giant things swimming around, right? Come on. He then brings, um, he's with at the time, what's the guy's name? Doc Edgerton, who is the inventor of strobe photography. Okay. Do you remember like the bullet going through the apple or the drop of milk, like the splatter? These photos that like were big when we were kids, you know, like the, like these, uh, you know, incredible high-speed photo things. He's with Doc Edgerton. They pick up all these sonar things. Doc Edgerton's like, I'm out. Like, <laughs> I ain't ruining my career, like, joining you. I thought we were, it was just shifts and giggles on a vacation. I'm, oh I'm out. Gosh. Like, sorry, you're on your own. He then devotes his life to try and find it. He puts underwater cameras in there. He gets a photo of this thing swimming by. And, of course, it's like Come every on. photo of Bigfoot or whatever. It's grainy. It, yeah. it could be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. And uh, when I meet him, he's like, so I just, uh, we stopped picking up the animals on our sonar. So I think they died. And so he took a detailed sonar map of any unusual object on the bottom of Loch Ness. And he's like, I'm going this summer with uh, submarines and we're going to investigate every single one of these things. Do you want to come with me? I was like, yeah, of course I want to go with you, You're right? So, me. so I go to Loch Ness. You I do not. This I spend like not. 10 days on a boat with uh, these guys. Uh, all these, the, 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 <laughs> the submarine guys are all from like Louisiana oil rigs. You know, they, they have these remote control, whatever. They're like... I mean, it's just hilarious what we're doing. We're basically staring at a monitor showing nothing for eight hours a day, right? Because Loch Ness is like 600 feet deep. There's no real sea life in there, which is an argument against, like, there's no food to feed these giant things, right? We're nothing down there. And uh, I would occasionally not go in the boat and then go around town and interview people who are either, like, running the museum that debunks them or, like, you know, people were like, I don't know what to tell you, buddy. Yeah. I've had a million journalists like you sitting in front of me. I saw a freaking dinosaur walk across the road one day. I don't know what to tell you. Right. I like, and they're a lovely that. Scottish accent. And then at one point, the saddest thing happened. We discovered this thing on the bottom of Loch Ness. It looks to me like a dinosaur leg. Looks to everyone like, I mean, the champagne's on ice. Like, I'm going in National Geographic. We're about to discover. (laughs) It was a tree. Uh, It was a, oh, and and it took a while, right? So, like, we had two submarines. Only one of them had, like, the claws on the front to pick something up. So, we, we had to bring the other one over. It takes a while. Dive it down. Everyone's nervous. It gets it. It brings it up to the surface. Slow process. And it was a leather tire from like a Model <laughs> T that had been severed and unfurled no. lengthwise and then sitting at the bottom of Loch Ness since the Model T era or whatever. And so, I mean, it looked, I mean, wow. and yeah, he just saw like the, the life drain out of like Aww. everyone, including this sweet old man who, who died Aww. shortly thereafter. I, I wrote a big article about him and then um, we took all these cool photos and I went to his funeral and like all the photos were kind of displayed around the, you know, the, the room amazing. and it was like, but it's like, but why are we so quick to be like, that guy's a quack. Right. It's like that guy's resume says he's not a quack That's and right. he's sitting here to tell you like, what do you want me to say? That's like right. his story wasn't even like, I saw it quickly. He's like, we watched it for like 15 minutes, right? Like it just swam That's around. Remarkable. Anyway. I can't believe you did that. Yeah, I, but well, I love I that stuff. I'm jealous. You've had all I these had things happen to you. The alien come. And yeah. so you kept it for 20 years because yes. you were worried that people would treat nobody you like a quack or something. Nobody knows my family. Really? Well, yes, nobody. And again, the only reason why I told, I think, like a few of the girls is because I knew, especially Kara, like, you know, she's very spiritual. So she would be like, it's all right. And she was. She was like, that's amazing. And I was like, What? It's a, it's a what? And so you're saying so, it yeah. essentially publicly like, now, like now what, what it's out of the closet? Does it feel good to be like, um, why should no. you hide it? Because <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, I'm sure some people at the gym are going to be like, oh, alien, right? Never knew this about I you. don't think so. I, I think don't the know. world has it's shifted. Like, it you know? is. It, it is. Yeah. We... But I haven't had an encounter since. So I'm just like, maybe they didn't like me. Like, maybe they're just like, there's, <laughs> there's nothing up here to put a chip into. And so we are just going to move on. To okay. the next person, so I'm I'm kind of insulted, maybe that they haven't like now fo- I feel followed insulted up, too that they haven't followed up. Yeah, yeah, I think it was it's rejection. I've interviewed people that that have a similar story to yours. You Interesting. Know? There's really? a term for it too. There's like yeah, a, Whitney said sleep paralysis. I'm like no. Well, I'm there's that, but person. I mean no, like in, in the in the alien encounter world, like there oh. there is a category that you would slide in. It's funny what you're saying. Where did my papers go? been on this kick right where yeah. uh 
and this is why I'm doing the show, why I, uh, it, it's fun to talk to you. I knew nothing about this, right? <laughs> and it's funny, like I know you, we've, we've farted around forever, but you know, we're, I, I don't know that we've, this will be our longest conversation, deep conversation, That's right. right? And so uh, uh, here's my declaration. I'm trying to move toward or towards Sonder. You probably don't know what this is. I don't even know if this is a real thing or like a hot on the mm -hmm. internet streets thing. Towards Sonder and away from solipsism. So here is what Sonder is, this concept I've recently become aware of. It is a profound feeling of realizing that everyone, including strangers passing in the street, has a life as complex as one's own, which they are constantly living despite one's personal lack of awareness of it. Oh, interesting. So I feel like the, that... So I'm trying to do here. I'm trying to listen mm -hmm. rather than wait for my turn to talk, which is sometimes a problem of mine. <laughs> and I'm trying to move away from sol solipsism, which I, I don't, uh, this isn't like a huge problem for me, but I think we all have it. And solipsism is a philosophy of subjective idealism that maintains that the self is the only existing reality and that all other realities, including external world and other persons, oh, wow. are representations of that self and have no independent existence, oh. which would assume that like right now there's nothing behind there's nothing, me, right? Yeah. Until I turn around and I see the, you know, the door in the couch or whatever. Right. Or an alien. Right. And it's easy. <laughs> and it's easy to think of the world in those terms, right? right. It's hard to. It is hard to think that everyone's going through stuff, right? Like right. someone like cuts you off and speeds by you, or whatever. You're like, look at this idiot. It's like they could be like their wife could be in labor. You know, right. like there could be other things going on. Correct. They could just be an asshole. They yeah. could be an asshole because something's going on in their life. Right. So anyway, uh, let me, um, I'm going to just, that's my, <laughs> we'll just send that topic down the uh down the road we could here. send that down somewhere yeah we'll send yeah. it along okay so uh another thing i asked you to bring mm -hmm. let me go into my npr voice here for some okay. reason were your five ingredients for oh, a perfect day that's right okay okay all right um, it's funny because I had the perfect day with my friend Kara. We went away and I had the perfect, like after I said, what are my five ingredients for a perfect day? I said, wow, I just experienced this with my friend. <sighs> okay. But except for number one and five. Okay. Which includes rubbing. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I would say number one is to wake up and be rubbed. Um, I loved being touched and rubbed. I'm Italian. Touch, rub, do all the rubbing and the touching. Um, all the time. Okay. And so I just, I want to be rubbed. I love yeah. that. Scratch my back, rub everything. Um, did I mention rub? <laughs> okay. Um, so from there, food, breakfast. Uh, so yes, Kara and I from steps two to four um, did this together. Okay. Not the rubbing. Um, <laughs> I may have for myself, but we're not going to get into that. Um, <laughs> two. <laughs> uh, step two is um, uh, breakfast. Okay. We had an amazing breakfast. It was like an egg bowl with um, potato underneath and bacon. And we would just, yeah. And then three would be, we got in the woods. And we get in the woods for like four hours. And so I love to do something where I push my body in a way that I don't think my body could be pushed. So okay. either biking, getting in the saddle for a long day, or um, hiking, um, anything that requires me getting in the woods. I, the woods is my happy place. You would okay. think the ocean is, but it's not. The woods is my happy place. And so... Do you know um, about this, uh, The I think it's hot here now, but this Japanese concept of forest bathing? Oh, I would love that. Yeah, just the idea that going into the forest will, will cleanse things from you that need cleansing. Really? Yeah, forest bathing. So you, okay. are a, you didn't even know, but you were a fan of forest bathing. I am a, I'm a total fan of forest bathing, yes. Um, so, yeah, getting, and I love that, you know, it has to be where I'm, like, pushing my body and... I'm sore and I feel like, oh, when is this going to be over? Yeah, I would because say getting over, a good sweat in, but yeah, apparently no, not you. No, it doesn't even have to. No, <laughs> no, I don't think it requires sweat. Um, and so that is, so that definitely is like part of my day. And then I want to go to, we went to a smokehouse and had like pulled pork and French fries. It's always like, that would be great. Okay. Um, but a stout or a dark beer, porter. Okay. 
I'm a porter girl or a stout girl, like a good oatmeal stout would be amazing. And then I'd have to end the day with more rubbing. Okay. Uh, more, yeah, fireplace rubbing kind of like, and then sleeping. So that, that is the perfect day. And it's simple, isn't it? Right? Like I, I, I'm, it's I'm something in you this, could do all the time. Right. So you could have the perfect day any day you want. Yeah. And it, it, when I was talking to Kara about that, I tried not to use the phrase perfect day because I think that those are, that involves a little serendipity. That's sort of thing mm-hmm. where it's at the end of the day, you realize how perfect it was. Right. But for a while I was on this kick where I was trying to like, I don't know, hack the ingredients of like how to live your life. Mm-hmm. And instead lately I'm on a more narrow focus of like, let's just try and focus on how to have a good day. Right. Because you can control that. And that's exactly. it. That's all it is. It's, it's a pile want. of days right. at the end of it, you know, and, uh, and the ingredients, like I keep trying to think of them. It's like, it's so simple. It's simple. Spending time with a friend, right? right. Uh, right. Exercise, getting that, whatever that thing Correct. is out of you. I mean, you and I are part of this community of people that all sort of gravitated towards a gym where you get this communal Get your, get yourself out out right like That's you right. get a get a hard workout and get a sweat in right. laugh about it you know enjoy it you know and it can happen in the woods it can happen in the ocean it, it's uh that's that's fantastic. All right. right. So uh, I must say, like, uh, to add on to that, Q-tips. Like, if you, just... <laughs> <laughs> I want to say this is like my fetish is Q-tips, and so a good day involves like a shower with. You have to end with a shower and the Q-tips. I forgot that. In the ears, you mean? Oh, or I love Q-tips. Are you disappointed if you Q-tip your ear and nothing comes out? Nothing can come out because I Q-tip my ear every morning. So really? possibly nothing. And so, yeah, the other day I lost my AirPods and we were trying to figure out whose AirPods were whose in the house. And I'm like, well, this these AirPods don't have any shit on them. They are mine. Okay. Because <laughs> I have literally the cleanest ears ever. And, you know, like Leo... G. Gershbaum or something um, invented the Q-tip, and so you know the name of the inventor Leo, of the G. Q-tip. He was, he was like German, and he, okay. um, he, yeah, because like a man like that could definitely pleasure very well. Like he knows pleasure. If he's going to invent the Q-tip, like he is the ultimate man who knows pleasure. So, yeah, it was very yeah. I Leo. do like that. Uh, yeah. I, I should have named eargasm. my firstborn. Do you like you eargasm? Know I yeah. should have named my firstborn after Leo. Oh my gosh. I just thought uh, of that. Your firstborn, uh, the first time I met her, I asked her what her name was and she said, Trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because I think it's the other one who's trouble. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My kids are definitely me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, What's yeah. your name? She said, Trouble. I was like, What? Did she say her name's Trouble? Uh, I and I, I half believed her. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, we were talking about this before we came on the air. Your younger son is just, yeah. there's a certain category of people who only say my name as both names, yes. Billy Baker. And he's one of them, <laughs> Billy Baker. And I'm like, how's it going? What is he like 11? You know, like a little kid up in yes. my grill. Like he's been that way since he was like six. Like, yes. Right? He so loves Mason, you. Billy yes. Baker. <laughs> he loves you. Awesome. Uh, all right, so uh, did we? Is that five? Yeah, we did five. Let me five. do the uh, send that one along. Okay, send it along. Now for the uh, the the scary part of the show. Oh gosh! You were like yesterday. You're like, no, I'm not gonna ask me how I Ugh. if I've ever. I'm gonna shuffle. I know. Yeah, right, please so, shuffle. Okay, so these uh, are Proust style questions. So Marcel Proust, a writer, popularized a parlor game of asking people questions where. Got it right here. It they are designed to reveal the person's true nature, and so I okay. have a stack of Marcel Proust questions, my own questions, things that I've done uh, in interviews along the uh, years. I've shuffled them, okay, and uh, some are light, some are deep, oh, and gosh. here we go. Okay, this is a light one to start with. What movie have you seen the most times? Um. <laughs> Uh, let's see, <laughs> not a movie, but a show. Can I do show? Uh, or it has to be movie. We'll say movie because there are questions to um, deal with the TV I show. Say, okay. Answer them both. Okay. How about that? I would say Blades of Glory. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love that show. And that movie is amazing. Okay. Blades of so Glory. Good. Okay. Oh, another Will Ferrell reference, right? <sighs> so good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Blades of Glory. That's too funny. Uh, I haven't watched it. (gasps) Here's one I was hoping to get to. Okay. This is just for you and I to discuss, but I'm very interested in this. Okay. Okay, This question is, 
How old is the youngest person named Dick? Oh, okay. How old is the youngest person named Dick? Oh, boy, I don't know any young dicks. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know young dicks. I only know old dicks. Oh, isn't that terrible? Oh, gosh. We need to get you some young dicks. I know... I, right. I, I only know old dicks, honestly. Oh, but this is just terrible. I need to reevaluate like, what's <laughs> happening in my life right now. This is just a revelation. This is okay. like opening up a whole new door for me, Billy. I, I, I'm glad to be involved in that. Uh, right. Yes. And, and I mean, uh, on Do that, you know a young the, dick? Uh, no. That's, uh, I don't know you where don't. this popped into my head, but right. when, when we were younger, it was very common to meet a man named of Dick. Of course. Even though we all went... <laughs> Right. Even then, right? And at some point, someone said, I'm not doing it anymore. Right. Even though, uh, you know. Right. And it's a nickname for Richard, right? Of course. And so I'm just, you know, I'll bet you the youngest person named Dick is a baby. Like, someone did it, right? Someone was like, you know, my father was Dick. His father was Dick. I'm just just doing this. We're we're going Dick. Then it'd be Dicky. Yeah, something like like that. You know, I don't know who would but do I mean, that to their Dick child. was as common. It was Tom, Dick, and Harry, right? right. Oh, they were like the cliche right. names, yes. anyway. So, yeah. Um, Joanne doesn't know any. Young I don't dicks. know any young <laughs> She's dick. She's a little tired of the no, old ones. No, this is where I am. Okay, okay, yes. Joanne. If you could give me one book to read, what would it be? <laughs> oh my God. Do you know I don't read? What? I don't read. Weren't you just bragging there's a book behind me there, or something? I didn't even know the title. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think you should get it because that, that would be the book you need to read. So you see. There are books there, yeah. Wait, you, hold on. Let's go back to this. You don't read. I don't read. You have read. I have read. It's not my favorite thing to do. Okay. I'm very quick. Like I have to, I'm just a quick, I can't like sit there and like, like chill and read. I'm not very kind of like okay. meditative and. I don't it, like to read and like be in, I don't know. Well, are there any books from your like, you know, uh, coming of age that coming you remember meaning well, something? Well, are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. <laughs> I read that. <laughs> when I was like a blubber, when I was like 13. I was desperate to go see that movie. Right? No one would go see it with me. Oh, I totally go see the movie. That I'm, I went on yes. a big Judy Bloom kick this past Actually, winter. Actually, I did see the movie. You and, did. And blubber was Judy Bloom as well. Yeah. Oh, like, so yeah. many things. So many. I read that book because I went to a high school where we had to read seven books every right. summer and do a report. It was like such a chore. Okay. And they'd give you a list. And mm-hmm. at one point I see Judy Bloom and I'm like, oh, that's an easy one, right? Like Absolutely. that's not freaking, you know, Steinbeck or something. I didn't know what it was about. I was blown away. Yes. Because it's about, you know, girls going through it puberty. Is. I it became is. the like the go-to guy on right. the corner. It was like, do you, you know? You read about somebody having their period. Um, Have you read Blubber? I think so, yeah. Oh, so then I can't recommend a book to you except for Charlie Mackesy behind you. Okay. Well, uh, I, have you seen the Judy Bloom documentary? There's a new one. It's no. on like, I don't know, it's streaming somewhere, but it is fascinating. We'll have you know to watch that. Oh, so cool. Her story is so cool. Okay. And know what's cool about her, which I so on board with this. She, when she was about my age, was just like, I'm done writing. Like, I'm getting no. up from this chair. And that's how I really feel. She was like... Writing, I have such a tough relationship with writing right now. I've devoted my life to it. Yeah. And I'm on this big kick about self-determination mm-hmm. theory, which is this, yeah. uh, this you know what it is, this concept of what makes you sort of happy and content as a human. And it's autonomy. You know, yeah. feel like you're choosing what you're doing, being competent at what you do, and having a connection with others. And as a writer, I'm writing for people I don't ever connect with. But... The okay. people who read it connect with me. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not saying that like uh, in a braggy way, like I connect right. with any author I, I read and I feel like I Correct. know them and all that and they don't know. They don't know. Yeah. And so I can't, like this is more satisfying to me to have a conversation with one other person than to write the greatest thing I've ever written. Right. And, you know, have someone write in, send me an email saying that was the greatest thing I've ever, you know, and it's like, exactly. it, it still doesn't feel like anything to me. So in the uh, concept of contentment through, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm missing. Um, but, yeah. oh, yeah, so Judy Bloom was like, I'm getting up from my desk. That was what? I mean, when was the last time you, Judy Bloom, had yeah, a book or remember true. the 80s or it's, something like that? Yeah, absolutely. And you know what she does? She owns a bookstore in Key West. And oh, she's standing kidding. there at the front. Like, you no. you go into the bookstore and you're like, oh, my God, Judy Bloom. <laughs> and, you know, documentaries about, like, people That's making right. pilgrimages. 
to cry and tell her what she meant to them. Oh my gosh, that's All insane. Right. So you, Joanne and I would uh, recommend you read Are You Truly. There, God, It's Me, Margaret. Yes. And blubber. Um, okay. <laughs> that's so embarrassing. So how many have we done? One, two, three. One, two, three. Okay, so this is number four. What's your song of the moment? My song of the moment, like like dance, I like dance music. Yeah, whatever you know, whatever is like your jam right My now. My jam right now. Um, oh God, Philly, these are so hard. But they're fun, right? Yeah, they are. I'm trying I'm to. Not a, you yeah. listeners, my friends, I, mean, I want you to come have fun. I, I love Bon Jovi. I know I you do. do. You told me this. Like yes. Faith. Okay. Keep the faith, Bon Jovi. That's probably yeah. That's probably like my go-to, like pre-mountain biking. Blast Bon Jovi. Oh, that, he's the best. He is. Yeah. I think there's like a false concert coming up. Like we were, so I'm going to tell you something very embarrassing. I've never been to a concert. You've told me this before. And you were, yes. weren't you booked to go to Bon I Jovi? I was booked to go to Bon Jovi with the girls and then COVID hit and they canceled it. And so it was going to be like my first concert. Huh. This is terrible. I do need to get to a concert. He's like my wife's all time crush too. Like oh, she just loves her, some, loves her some oh, John Bon Jovi. Yeah, Still I'm, keeping it. Still it, it, keep, tight, I yeah. mean, uh, if perfect day, John Bon Jovi could rub me morning and then rub <laughs> me before evening. That would be amazing. Um, but yeah. And so he's, he has a concert coming up and, and nobody can find tickets. So it's very disappointing. But yeah, John Bon Jovi. That's funny. Okay. Um, all right. We'll just end with this one. If you had to or could punch oh. one famous person, who would it be? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm not very violent. Um, bullshit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Um, let's see. It would be. Um, oh gosh, that's a hard one, Billy. Oh, I mean, who or- would you punch? You can give me some ideas. It's a weird list. Like, there's just people I think just need a... uh, Like a a good hit. Yeah, and I am not condoning violence. I know who I would punch. Yes. Um, Like, who's the Kardashians? um, (laughs) The Kardashians' husband. What's his name? That guy. Kanye? Kanye West. I would kind of punch him. He was exactly what I was about to say. Come on. Oh, look at that. He just feels like it's He just feels like like you want to fucking punch him. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in that way, like in the ball. So you grew up in Queens. I grew yes. up in Southie. Like that sort of person needed a punch in the face he at did. some point, and then they'd be a better person. He, for they'd it. be better. Yeah, they'd be better. Like that. That yes. kind of kid would get a get a, get one in the mouth, right? right? And like kind of realize, like, like yeah, shit, I'm not the y- shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. or or like stop treating me like right. I, I'm. Didn't you I'm, like a, try to become president? You know, of the United States. I mean, States. he just like, he did that just, thing to Taylor Swift. Right. He's he's just he's, yeah, uh, he's a loose cannon. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I think he's musical genius. I, I think he says wildly interesting things sometimes right. uh, from outer space, but right. then he's like, he says like, I mean, he got canceled for anti-Semitism or something. Yeah, I don't even I punch know, him. but okay. Is he going to come to my house? And, like, his I mean, yeah, it's all right. I'm Italian. And, and we're, it's for your, it's for your own good, right. Kanye. We, we yes. are, we're rooting for you we by no, making you taste a little bit of blood on yes. your lip. Um, okay. Kanye. All right. So my last, uh, that was five questions, yes. I think. All right, and so the last segment. This okay. is one I'm most interested in with All you. Right. Okay, so uh, this is going to be High Low Gold Crush Bane Surprise. So uh, I mentioned this a little on the last episode. Uh, we never got to it. We, ne- we were all over the place, but now it feels a little more self-contained. We're going to hit a crowded hour perfectly here. All right, so many years ago, I tried to write a book about jugglers, and after <laughs> juggling conventions, people would go on the internet on the site, and they would list uh, their high, their low, their goal, their crush, their bane, and their surprise of that juggling convention. All right, we're going to do that, but I'm going to give it specific parameters okay. uh, related to you. So you built a business, sold that business, and achieved what we'll call financial independence, right? Okay. And, and I think... Many people who don't have that, like, fantasize about what that would be like. So I wanted to ask you, what are the high, low, what's your high, low goal, crush, bane, and surprise of that? Well, having achieved that, what's on the other side? Um... I would say so. Your high, my start. high would not be selling that business. That was pretty anticlimactic. 
I think my high would be running into somebody, like I ran into somebody the other day at a bar and she was like, oh my God, I can't believe it's you. Like you changed my life. Um, you know, because of you, I opened my own business okay. and, um, and I love hearing stories like that. I, I get a lot of that, um, of how either they went on to school because I had mentioned they should be doing something else or they started their own company, they started their own home care business, and now they're kind of running their own show. So I would say that would be the best high. Oh, that's that's a yeah. sweet high. Um, and low. It's funny, when I asked you low. if we could talk about this before we went on the air, you were immediately talking about the lows. That was what immediately came to mind. So what was the yeah. low of sort of getting to this point where you never had to work again if you didn't want to? Um, the low, I think, would be um, that I felt like I was losing my memory. I was like, what is happening to my brain? My brain used to be pretty active all day. And then I think when I got you know home and I was doing the housewife stuff and cooking, cleaning and <laughs> taking care of the kids and transporting. And I was like, oh my God, I think like I couldn't even think of words anymore. I would try really? to formulate sentences and I was like, what is that word I'm trying to think of? And uh, yeah. And I was like, I'm losing my memory. And so honestly, like I felt like I was losing, I thought I was like having some Alzheimer's. And so I was like, I wow. really have to stimulate my brain. And so I think that was my low is my realization of I'm going to become stupid really fast. Yeah. So, it's funny. It yeah. happened. People who retire say that immediately, yeah. right? You kind it's, of got you to the point where you could. Yeah. 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 <sighs> I still fantasize about retiring. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. So high, low, what, what was your goal when you kind of walked out the door and the world was your oyster and you didn't have to worry about the bills anymore? So my goal was to spend a lot of time with my kids. I had spent a lot of time with my kids prior, um, but like just giving them the experience of traveling and seeing the world and seeing other places, but in a way that they're experiencing the pitfalls and the lives and the challenges of other people. That would definitely be the biggest thing I wanted to instill in them is okay. that not everybody lives like you. And I want you to see kind of how, you know, people struggle and, and okay. you know, just the triumphs that people have. And so we did, uh, we ended up adopting three children from, we have for a long time from this company called NPH. Um, okay. They're amazing. And so it's an orphanage in different countries. And so, um, yeah, just having them involved in like uh, their report cards and uh, the communication, oh, cool. get buying them gifts and stuff like that. I think that would be the best. Oh, all right. Uh, so it sounds like you have achieved your goal. High, low, goal, uh, crush. Like, so this is, I don't know. Oh, uh, like, what, 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 well, Leo. <laughs> Leo. With the Q-tip. Okay. Uh, you mean man crush? You no, know, your crush. Uh, yeah, I don't. Okay. It's hard to apply this to the concept of achieving financial independence. Like the jugglers would say my crush was watching this person I didn't know perform or something. Right. You know, right? But uh, I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I, it's hard to, uh, your crush could be that you were able to start this company with your, your two friends, yeah. right? This new company that yeah. you have. I uh, think, yeah, I think my crush is probably my mountain biking. Okay. Definitely <laughs> my crush. Um, as we met on the side of the trail the other day. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I would say my crush is mountain biking yeah, and being more, able to do that, yeah. you know, a little bit more often. Oh, that's good. That's a good head. answer. It's a good um, crush. And uh, so uh, what was your bane? What's a bane about uh, having, you know? Let's see. Um, hmm. Gosh. I don't know. I don't know how to answer I that. I mean, do people hit you up for money? No. I mean, are there things no. like uh, in that um, category? Like a consequence. Um, yeah, I mean. Ah. Uh, Gosh, uh, no, they don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, let me be the first. Go in. Um, oh, that's a hard one. I okay. Don't know. Um, they seek me out for advice a lot, um, but that's really not a bane. I, yeah. would, I would call it an honor more than anything, but it's, okay. you know, when you're busy, it's definitely, um, you know, puts a little bit of stress on. Okay. Um, and I have a hard time saying no. So, all right. There are yeah, no that bains. could be, no, that could be one. Yeah. Okay. It's, uh, there's this famous Bill Murray quote where he says, like, people always come up to me and say, I want to be rich and famous like you. And he's like, you should try being rich because fame's not all it's cracked up to be, <laughs> which is his way of saying, being rich is great. 
Uh, all right. Hi, low goal crush Bane. And now uh, this is, I said it yes. was a five fives. This is six. This is the bonus question. So oh, uh, surprise, anything surprising about, you know, you, you achieved this thing you'd worked hard for and, yeah. uh, and now it's yours. I, What's surprising? About? I would say that it's anticlimactic. Uh, is was very surprising. I was like, when I get to this place, when I achieve this, and then, you know, when I got there, I was like, oh, you know, that really doesn't cause happiness. And so that had taken me, I think, a few years post the sale to say, okay, now what do I want to do that would truly make me happy? And so I think, you know, that's how I've been living my life now. Okay. And so I think that would be the biggest that's interesting. Anticlimactic. Yeah. Mm. All right, Joanne. It's been a crowded hour. <laughs> it's been quite that. Thank you for being our, Thanks, our second guest. Uh, I hope you enjoyed yourself. Um, of course. And uh, yeah, any any parting thoughts here as we play out the music? <laughs> you're amazing. Oh, you're the you best really too. Are. Thanks for I being love a guinea being pig. With you, and this has been so fun. All right. Thank you. Bye.